0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast Self Evolution Regardless, where in this episode I'll be also talking about another topic suggested by Anonymous, another fan of the podcast who, you know, uh, had a, a bit of a, you know, small conversation with me and she... Was really looking forward to uh, these topics, the one I just talked about, which is triangulation in siblings. Sorry, or between siblings. The second is how the scapegoat is treated um, differently from their siblings, and the third living with the Narc parents during the holidays, and so... There isn't really a typical order for them, but it's just that these are her suggestions, and I think that her suggestions are really uh, important topics to really talk about in this podcast, so thank you very much for your recommendation and suggestion, and please, if anybody else has any kind of suggestion about whatever topic they want me to talk about, please Do not hesitate to contact me via my Instagram account or Facebook page. I'll be there to answer as soon as I can. And keep them coming, very much appreciated. Um, So, today's episode is going to be about how the scapegoat is treated differently um, than their siblings. So... If you already know, and by the time I assume you already do know, and if you've made or if you've done your research pretty well, you'll know for sure that there are roles in a narcissistic family with narcissistic dynamics and toxic patterns. And these roles often change, they're not really fixed or stable and what you'll usually find someone to be a golden child may turn out one day to be an invisible child what you find today is is a flying monkey will maybe tomorrow become the mascot or the the peacemaker will be an enabler or a flying monkey or a scapegoat themselves and etc so these roles are really interchangeable and they're not fixed, um, they're not consistent, and they change according to the mood of the narcissist, to the mood of the family, and what's going on, and to the patterns going on, and nothing is really stable or consistent, or even um, sometimes they're really sudden, uh, these changes of roles they can take place At a very traumatic level, at a very scary level, at a very subtle and low level. So, we really don't know the extent to which uh, the change of these roles is uh, organized or predictable. But the one thing that we know for sure is that they are random okay the changes may happen at random at times when you can never see it happen at times when you can never see it possible but they do the the roles always change there's constant change um and it's really scary and also feels like a huge roller coaster ride feels like unstable earth that's always about to shake any minute feels like eggshells that you really need to walk on all the time a lot of stress a lot of anxiety and it's all part of uh, the pattern the pattern of the toxic family and the way they live together and uh, the way that the peace must always maintained to not enrage narcissists to not uh modify their behavior, to try not to make them go crazy or change who they are. Um, weird thing is, a lot of people are ignorant about this stuff. And the weirder thing about this is that they will not even admit that they're ignorant. They won't even be courageous enough to do research and, and see if the symptoms... In research and science and medicine, um, you know, accommodate or are uh, compatible with the personal experiences going on, and so at least to make sure that these are right, these are the right symptoms for narcissistic personality disorder or uh, behaviors that indicate the traits of a dysfunctional personality they won't they will say they will they will make sure it's it's the, the whole issue the whole matter they make they'll make sure that it sounds like an enigma like a mystery like an unsolvable unsolvable uh mystery that they will have to wait for years and years to come and even decades to come in order for research and medicine to finally find out about it. But no, this is all just lies and excuses to really not do research and go in depth about this. And uh, that's what happened in my personal experience all the time. And I always been reassured time and time again that the patterns, the roles, the behaviors, the, the the inconsistency, the neglect, the abuse, the gaslighting, it's all there. It's all there written and it's obvious. And then when it comes to you as a person and you see these patterns repeating themselves over and over again and then you're wondering like what's going on, what's wrong, like is there something wrong here, is there probably something I can fix there, is there something wrong with me, probably something that's wrong with them, maybe I can help them figure figure it out and resolve the problem together, but no, none of that works, none of that works, actually, no, especially if you're the type of person who is always blamed, always criticized, always belittled, no matter how well you do, no matter how hard you try, no matter how many times you succeed at things, or if you have a passion you want to share them with the most supposedly most precious people in your life, all you're met with is kind of either ignorance on their part, uh, not even acknowledging your success, not even being there for you when you need them when they when you're stuck at making a decision over something or condescending you belittling your achievements and success comparing your achievements and successes to somebody else who's got it better than you who's made it in a better way or who's now living abroad and you're still here at your home country for example um they will go to the extent of literally even taking you over to that person's house and you meeting together and having a conversation, making sure that you are convinced by the choices that they've made and the decisions they took and not yours and not the ones you're planning for for yourself. And, it's, and that way, you feel like you're constantly lost, you're constantly indecisive, you can never make a decision, you can never take a decision, you can never see... What's right or wrong or what's something that's going to work for you or not work for you. Um, You can never do that. You can never be sure of anything because one thing the narcissist does is make sure that you are not at a good position that enables you to leave or that enables you to be independent or that enables you to conquer your life and be someone, you know, worthy of... True support and uh, encouragement and love and appreciation, no, none of that bullshit matters. And when it comes to the family dynamics, again, it's a very, very sacred topic. To the point where I also mentioned this in a previous episode, The tab- is it? what is taboo? And I mentioned family being one of those topics. They talk about family. Okay, being a teacher myself, okay? Beginner teacher. Oh my god, yes! I've always wanted to teach and oh my god, I love, love teaching right now. It's been my obsession, one of my obsessions, and I love it. Which is also part of my uh, plan for the future, for the business of self-evolution, regardless. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just, uh... anyway. For now, let's not spoil too much, but it's part of that plan of the business. Okay, so there you go. Now you know something. Spoiled. <laughs> Spoiler. But anyway, Um, so basically... In the t- in the in the curriculum, what I noticed is that almost every single academic level uh, from seven to twelve uh, levels grades, they will ta- they will start with the topic of family. And what what I was really shocked to know throughout the whole entire, Uh, books at the very beginning. It's not even a a lesson or text. It's it's a whole module about family. It's a whole set of lessons at first that they need to start the year with. And the most surprising thing is, or should I say expected thing, is that they talk about the toxic family dynamics, and the narcissistic abuse as though it's the teenager's problems. As though it's the teenager who's entitled, too entitled, too arrogant, too demanding for the parent, that the parent reacts in a way that angers them, that enrages them, that makes them uh scream at the scream at their child you know trying to control them trying to put them under control you know uh controlling their outfit controlling the way they eat controlling the the way they uh study who they talk to what kind of friends they have what kind of devices they have either uh, either uh whether or not they have they can get smartphones or not or even phones in general but the whole thing is really shocking to know that this is something that people study and begin the year with in the english language and in my country english is a second language and supposedly i think english deserves to have a beautiful place in somebody's mind if they want to excel at it okay but the catastrophe in all of this is that they ruin what family is supposed to mean and they say all the time that family is sacred and family is the is the uh what is it called the uh noyau in French nuclear no wait it's the uh the center yeah so like the the, the epicenter Of the society and how it's the start of everything and it's the beginning of everything and it's the genesis of everything and they make it so sacred and so precious but they ruin it in the curriculum in the in the educational books of students and teachers who are also quote unquote supposed to teach the theme unfortunately i don't want to teach that to the kids i'm teaching let alone my own if i ever have any in the future which right now i really anyway that's not the point right now even though i already talked about this before an episode called pro not having kids it's because of the abuse going on in my life that i it's because of my nm narcissistic mother that i hate having kids that i that I despise having kids. That I despise being a version of her one day. Terrifying. But. And, and now I'm also further. You know confirmed. Further. Terrified with the idea of not even having to think about having kids. Because of this shit that the students are reading. It's shocking and terrifying terrifying and terrible to start an an academic year with and it's every year imagine this year you're studying in seventh grade and then the next year studying eighth grade and you're also starting with the topic of family family relationships family responsibilities pocket money all those kinds of topics the catastrophe is that when they don't teach healthy family dynamics what they don't teach in English the one of the most worldwide languages you'll find one of the strongest languages in the world English obviously okay obviously okay even stronger than Arabic even stronger than French I think F- French is long gone that stupid fucking language Uh, Better than German, better, better than Spanish, almost as good as Chinese, but really English is a potent language. And the most problematic thing I find is that they teach these, that they make us teachers teach about toxic family dynamics at the start of every academic year. Just imagine the shock and awe that i have to go through as a beginner teacher having to go through this myself and no and they wonder they wonder why all these problems happen they wonder why all these you know uh there there's a lot of problems going on in society all these crimes all this divorce rate all these all the v- domestic violence and abuse going on all those Fanatics, religious fanatics, going crazy everywhere. And all this chaos and drama, and they wonder, oh, I don't know why. Oh, I have no idea. I have no clue. Well, look at, look at the fucking shit you're teaching your own fucking kids. Come on. It's obvious, it, it's in plain sight, and yet they choose to willingly ignore the shit they already put on those books and teach them. And the worst problem is, they never updated those books. They were, like the curriculum, like the whole program started at like the 1960s or 50s. And it just stayed like that. It never changed they were never updating it ever they only changed like the inspectors and the grand teachers and the names oh they're so proud of the fucking names they're never fucking proud of the stupid content that they need, that needs to be changed and now it's it's all relating to 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 everything even the way that siblings treat each other in, in those books and those lessons you'll see why so many c- uh, students have problems forming groups together working as a team is not something that is acknowledged is not something that is cherished it's it's more of a competitive thing it's a competition you'll see it in high school in in middle school, in elementary school, even at the family context, at the household context. The competition, the rivalry, being enemies with each other. Who races, who wins the race first? Oh, sorry. Who wins the race first for the parents' satisfaction, for the parents' joy and pleasure and getting the most gifts, getting the most... um, uh appreciation getting the most attention getting the most encouragement all for the sake of looking for that satisfaction from a parent and then if you fail you're you're shunned you're scapegoated you're not treated as well as your siblings your siblings are higher at are a are at a higher level than you, you're never going to get there. You'll never be as good as them. Ever. If you even dare to think for one sec that you are able to improve yourself to make a better reputation for yourself, to make a better image for yourself, if you ever dare think about that for a sec, you're dead. There's no there's not a single chance where we your parents are going to allow that for you. Cuz you've always failed us. You've always disappointed us. You've always embarrassed us in front of everyone. When we're trying to praise your siblings, they deserve the praise. Your siblings deserve the praise. And let me tell you something between parentheses. This is not my voice. This is the voice of a narcissistic parent. But this is my, my voice right now. Between parentheses. Even if those siblings married the shittiest of men. And had the rudest children. And they raised them to be narcissistic themselves. Closing the parentheses. They're still better worth attention and encouragement, and support, and appreciation than you. You, who think you are better than everyone. You, who think you are so different, you're imposing your stupid ideas on everybody. Nobody's ever going to want to listen to you because you're a fucking loser. You don't deserve the attention you're claiming you need. The voice of the narcissistic parent continues. You're still demanding for more appreciation? You're still demanding for more attention? You're still demanding for more support and encouragement? Are you ever going to be grateful for the amount of gifts we gave you? Of the compliments we we. you? We, uh, gave you in front of our friends and the guests who came over aren't you ever grateful for those clothes for that water you're drinking for the clothes we buy you for the water we buy you to drink for the bed we bought you to sleep on aren't you grateful for that even though between parentheses the bed is broken as fuck the water is lousy The computer is old. The closet is old. Fragile. Frail. Aren't you ever gonna be grateful for those? Aren't you ever gonna be grateful for your siblings leaving? And leaving every single room behind them free so that you can use them? You're still roaming around here, aren't you? Aren't you satisfied with the... Sufficient amount of space that you have in your bedroom, which between parentheses, and this is in my personal experience, I have never had a personal bedroom for myself at all, ever. The only bedrooms they could provide were those for my siblings. I was never acknowledged, because I'm the youngest one, and so I was never really acknowledged. But now, since all three of them are gone, I get to roam around, I guess. So freely. And even though I'm allowed to use an extra bedroom that I'd like to use, and clean it up, I'm still blamed for that. I'm still still insulted for having... Quote, unquote, crossed boundaries and overusing bedrooms and overusing stuff that's not even mine. Oh my god, did, did I even mention? None of the stuff you have is even yours in the first place. Everybody shares the stuff in this home. Oh, and closing the parentheses, of course. Everything in this house belongs to everyone. Aren't you grateful for that stuff that's still there, that's still remaining? Yeah, they, they, the et cetera, et cetera. So, you see, they will go on and on and on. You just mentioned them uh, having to give you some attention over your success. Over some sort of achievement you made. But they will go on and on and on. Over all the other stuff. That has nothing to do with that specific success. Whether it be in a relationship. Or in a career. Or in an education. Or whatever. Even your personal success. With whatever kind of. Even the stupidest smallest thing that matters to you. None of it matters to them. Because. No matter how hard to try again, you're never going to be as good as your siblings. And you're never grateful for the things they provide. And not to mention, because you're always a disappointment to the narcissist, you're always going to be treated differently. Always going to be put under control. Clothes, eat, you know, the meals you eat, the diets, the workouts, the friends you see, the people you see in, at work, uh, the tr- the, trans- the means of transportation, um, the money you spend, everything. Even the stuff you you bought for yourself with your own money doesn't count either and you're still going to be treated differently more control more you know they're 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 gonna be more watchful and observant of your actions your quotes your sayings your things you do things you hide things you expose things you talk about It's all under control and all scrutinized. Your siblings get all the credit because they worked hard to earn their satisfaction and pleasure. You never did. Your siblings deserve the praise. You never do. I will tell you what to say in front of the guests. You better not say anything differently. Because if you do, when we go home, we'll have a talk about this. But when they talk about their their children in front of the guests and friends, oh, they're wonderful, oh, they're this doctor, they're this lawyer, they're this engineer, they're this programmer, they're this... I don't know, teacher, whatever. They'll glorify the jobs or even the personal shitty relationships of the siblings who might be part of the narcissistic dynamics themselves. Okay, but they will idealize that shit. So perfect, so flawless, So amazing, so in awe, so inspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you, no. No, you'll never get the same praise. You'll never get the same appreciation. You'll never get anything for that matter. Why? You don't deserve that shit. Your siblings are way out of your league. Get it? You'll be treated differently as a scapegoat because of your nature, because of your empathy, because of your, you know, constant desire to look for the truth, constant desire to protect others, constant desire to eliminate injustice, and to see through the abuse. You'll be mistreated, ill-treated. How? By, like I said, putting everything under control for you. Never praising you. Never considering your accomplishments. Never considering your successes. Belittling them. Comparing your achievements and successes to others. Especially your siblings. Not allowing you the simple rights to do the simplest things. I remember how many times my narcissistic mother told me when I was about to get a bottle of water to my uh, upstairs to my room, she'd say, Oh my god, you're drinking so much water. Can you stop drinking that much water? Like we're thirsty here and all the water is upstairs in your room Wow Seriously Oh MJ Oh god. Um Uh, What else? Oh, Oh, they'll never stop making fun making jokes and comments about your friends, the people who appreciate you. If they know them, if they come across them they won't stop or hesitate to create rumors about you and spread them around and gossip, ruin your reputation. If you disappoint them which you which you always do you you your existence already is a disappointment for the narcissist yeah so and i mean honestly and and never having a bedroom uh, of your own everything is shared everything is enmeshed. Uh, i mean the examples are really endless But here's the point in all of this. No matter how differently you're treated, no matter how unfair the system is, okay? Please, please, please keep on watching those movies and series which show healthy family dynamics. Watch them. Like, when I watched a few of the movies that have never crossed my mind, but those movies which showed me, the dynamics and patterns of a healthy family, I was in absolute shock and awe and amazed by how peaceful it is and how consistent it is and how really caring and loving it is compared to the toxic one. Oh, it's a 180 degree difference. That's for sure. Keep on doing your research on healthy dynamics. And be different. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. They've never appreciated you. They've never showed you any kind of interest. They never showed you any kind of attention. Whatever. Be different. Stay different. Okay? Stay like that. Disappoint them. Kill them. With disappointment. Kill them with endless disappointment. Why? Because they created this unfair system. And they deserve the karma. Of not getting what they... Of not getting what they want. But getting what they asked for. Because they've asked for a good child. You know, at some point. They may have prayed to God or whatever oversold maybe and they got what they asked for and not what they truly wanted so there you go. And one thing also the way that you are treated differently from your siblings and the way that you are always being put down and not lifted up and not considered and not acknowledged as part of the family. Maybe God sends you there on purpose to break the chain of the abuse. To break the generational curse of the abuse. You know, you might be that person who God brings you to life on purpose. Makes you exist with all the complications and flaws and beautiful traits that you may have. All a mixture of that. And yet, you are there to break the cycle. And if you ever have kids, it's your responsibility to treat them right. To show them respect. To show them empathy. To show them how to talk nicely to people. To show them how to appreciate the efforts of others and not to, you know think of themselves as better than everybody else because that's arrogance. How to how to, apologize sincerely and appropriately. How to help others in need, etc., etc. It's your job then. God puts you on duty when it comes to that. And if you fail him, well... I hope you don't, but if you ever do, please realize that you made the choice to fail him. You made that choice. And your, con- and, and your actions are the consequences that follow. So be careful with what you wish for and be careful with what you choose. Because the consequences coming for you are not something to take lightly. Okay? Just a heads up. So, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast, Self Evolution Regardless! And, uh, again, you will find it in Red Circle officially. Also available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radiocast, Overcast, possibly Podbean, uh, Acast. On I don't know any other iHeart. Um, sorry, iTunes. Oh wait. Uh, iHeart Radio. Uh, tune in. I hope. They, I hope they gave me a positive response, because I've been waiting for them to respond for weeks now, and I haven't heard a thing. I don't know, but hopefully you'll find it there, self-evolution regardless. With all its episodes, Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much. One day I'll enable the uh, monetization, probably not now, but maybe... Another time, and uh, yeah, so that'll be another discussion for another time. For now, thank you so much for engaging in any and every single episode. If you did, thank you very much for listening, even just a little bit, even though it's not as engaging as YouTube. You know, audio is more like when you're multitasking, you know, when you're driving or working or jogging or working out or something you can listen to a podcast is not as demanding as a youtube video for example so it's a much easier more convenient way to get informed about stuff and get educated and i love that idea about podcasts so yeah um i hope you enjoyed listening as much as i enjoyed recording and i'll see you this episode of course and i'll see you in next one